Welcome. This is Heidi from Discerning Grace. Today I'm going to be talking about spiritual formation. Those of you who have been in an American church have probably heard this term used. So for you, this is a reminder and a way to personalize it. For others, this may be unfamiliar, and I'm excited to share it with you today. This is a good time to remind you that the Holy Spirit, your helper, advocate, and comforter, is ready and able to help you as we meet together today. Ask the Spirit what's important for you in this moment. Let's pray. Oh, Holy Spirit, I ask on behalf of all who hear this chat that you would work in our soul, in the unseen parts of us. As we breathe you in, fill our heart, mind, and soul with your presence. Let us hear what you want us to hear. Make this chat today for me personally. Transform into your likeness and let me be an image bearer of Jesus. In 2 Corinthians, this priceless treasure we hold, so to speak, in a common earthenware jar to show that the splendid power of it belongs to God and not to us. We are handicapped on all sides, but we are never frustrated. We are puzzled, but never in despair. We are persecuted, but we never have to stand alone. We may be knocked down, but we are never knocked out. Every day we experience something of the death of the Lord Jesus, so that we may also know the power of the life of Jesus in these bodies of ours. Yes, we who are living are always being exposed to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may be plainly seen in our mortal lives. We are always facing death, but this means you know more and more of life. Our faith is like that mentioned in the scripture. I believed and therefore I spoke. For we too speak because we believe, and we know for certain that he who raised the Lord Jesus from from death shall also by him raise us. We shall all stand together before him. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 14. What is spiritual formation? I hope you were at the website and got to see the photo I used today. I used a clip of a woman throwing pottery. I know it's an example that is frequently used for development, but this picture shows the messiness of throwing. It makes me smile because we are all spiritual because of God's breath in us, and trying and failing to follow Jesus can be a messy business. We look in the mirror and see the physical, the skin-deep stuff. Most of our lives, though, are driven from the inside, what can't be seen. And that is who we truly are. Our soul, where we make decisions, what we believe, it all shapes our outward lives. What does scripture say about this? Continuing on in 2 Corinthians, Paul says, We wish you could see how all of this is working out for your benefit and how the more grace God gives, the more thanksgiving will rebound to his glory. This is the reason why inward man receives fresh strength. These little troubles, which are really so transitory, are winning for us a permanent, glorious, and solid reward out of all proportion to our pain. For we are looking all the time not at the visible things, 
but at the invisible. The visible things are transitory. It is the invisible things that are really permanent. Also, in Corinthians 3, 10 and 11, You have finished with the old man and all he did, and have begun life as a new man for us, a new woman, who is out to learn what she ought to be according to the plan of God. In this new woman of God's design, there is no distinction between Greek and Hebrew, Jew or Gentile, foreigner or savage, slave or free. Christ is all that matters, for Christ lives in all of us. In Ephesians 4, what you have learned was to fling off the dirty clothes of the old way of living, which was rotted through and through with lusts, illusions, and with yourself mentally and spiritually remade, to put on new, fresh, clean clothes with life which was made by God's design for righteous and holiness, which there is no illusion. So spiritual formation from the scripture is an inward work, a journey we travel till we get to our true home. It's following the teachings of Jesus, training our spiritual side. And of course, that dovetails right into our spiritual exercises we've been doing. These create ways we can actively participate in God's deeper plans for our lives. In her book, Sacred Rhythms, Ruth Haley Barton describes the same characteristics of the spiritual life. Quote, in the end, this is the most hopeful thing any of us can say about spiritual formation. I cannot transform myself or anyone else for that matter. What I can do is create the conditions in which spiritual formation can take place by developing and maintaining a rhythm of spiritual practices that keep me open and available to God, unquote. So what about you? If you journal, now is the time to get your book out and write down your own definition for spiritual formation and its relationship to spiritual exercises. How would you describe your spiritual life today? Or what would you say if I asked you where you were on your journey? Are you on the path? Or like many of us, are you taking a road trip off the trail because you saw something ahead and got sidetracked? I'm not saying that this is bad or wrong. It's real life. We drift, we wander, and then we cry out to God because we lost our way and can't see the path any longer. Usually it's very close. I'm just usually too distracted to notice. I left his presence. I look up and need help and direction. I'm so blessed to tell you that his grace and mercy towards me is new every day. I see Jesus lovingly taking me by the hand and walking me back to the path. Some days I feel he carries me when I have no energy or strength to fight the shadows and evil that try to ensnare me. When I am weak, he is strong. That is such a balm for my soul. For some of you, this will be a big challenge. It's been difficult for me, but I did it last week. I took some colored pencils and drew out my journey. I named my pitfalls. I labeled my temptations and also put in the springs of living water that God's provided. Be creative. I will tell you, I had a long trail that meandered around the whole page, and there were no straight lines visible. 
but I think it's a good idea. I think it's important for us, us to sometimes not just think, but actually put it down on paper. So I encourage you to do that this week. I'm going to close with a reading of the lyrics of a song by Michael Card, Joy in the Journey. There is joy in the journey. There is a light we can love on the way. There is a wonder and wildness to life and freedom for those who obey. And all those who seek it shall find it. A pardon for all who believe. Hope for the hopeless and sight for the blind. To all who have been born in the spirit. And who share incarnation with him. Who belong to eternity stranded in time. And weary of struggling with sin. Forget not the hope that's before you. And never stop counting the cost. Remember the hopelessness when you are lost. There is joy in the journey. There's a light we can love on the way. There is a wonder and wildness to life. And freedom for those who obey. I hope you have a blessed week. And may God bless you. I look forward to talking to you next week. Bye.